tēnā koutou uh, i te puahau ki o kaihau, kei reira ko Whakarongorua te maunga, ko Otakura te awa, ko Hokianga te moana, ko Ngāti Pākia tuku iwi, ko Lok tuku whānau, ko Tomahau, he kai hoa hoa hau. Uh, greetings, you're listening to the Designers Decast, I'm Tom Lok and with me today is our guest Janine Williams, artist Janine Williams. Uh, Janine, I'd just ask you to introduce yourself. Yeah, kia ora everyone. Um, ko Janine Williams, tōku ingoa. Uh, ko Ngāti Pāwa, rawa ko Ngāti Whātua Kaipara, ōku iwi, uh, no Tamaki Makaurau, taku kainga noho, he kaimahi toia hau. Um, so I'm Janine Williams, um, full-time artist living here in Tamaki Makaurau. Yeah, and thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to um, great to finally have this conversation. So um, Janine and I uh, worked together on a project in the Wynyard Quarter uh, over the last uh, two to three years. We've been collaborating on this project. Um, and we've been talking for a while about uh, the artwork that Janine developed, developed for the Building the Ten Madden project and, and wanting to find a forum to have the uh, the narrative behind that artwork more widely disseminated and so uh, that got us to thinking about uh, a, a forum like this the designers institute of new zealand podcast series so uh, that's what that's what the subject of this podcast is i'm going to uh, hand over to janine shortly to uh, to tell us the starting point for the work and in her own words describe the work uh, ahead of that, just important, we acknowledge uh, Precinct Properties who, who commissioned the work, uh, Ekipanuku, who were a partner in the development with Precinct, and the Manafenua Kaitiaki Forum of Tamaki Makoto, who were also instrumental in, uh, in bringing it into the world. So I'll hand over now to Janine. So Janine? Yeah, gosh, we finally good. got here. <laughs> Lockdowns, no, it's just great. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. It's um, yeah, it's, I guess it's a bit of a privilege to be able to share the corridor about the design and I guess the process of how we got to the end product. Uh, something that we, I guess, we talked about was uh, sometimes the story is uh, the missing component in the artwork or the the design itself. So to be able to, I guess, wrap wrap it up and share the the story of Rata uh, yeah as a really nice full stop at the end of the sentence like yes the project is complete uh, yeah so I guess I, I, I'll blab on about my process and um, you jump in at any time but mm. firstly it is uh, and it has been a great privilege to be involved uh, partnership is you know something that's quite rare that or I come across that is quite rare in terms of the acknowledgement of the partnership process and completing or producing something. So as an urban or, uh, you know, street artist and as someone who has been involved in um, opportunities with uh, mana whenua and as mana whenua, uh, something like a giant concrete wall um, is both um, exciting and probably intimidating at the same time, uh, working in something that's so permanent and so, I guess, impacting um, spatially. 
Uh, but my background, for those who don't know, um, alongside my husband, Charles, uh, we uh, specialize in large-scale murals and focus on narratives that draw from, uh, I guess, indigenous, you know, indigenous stories, uh, stories that connect to the land, the whenua, the people, uh, the organizations that we work with. And so, you know, coming up with these designs, it's it's about how do you communicate uh, all of that uh, within, you know, something like rata. So rata is, you know, my brain just going, why can't we turn a concrete wall into a giant vine? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, that sounds pretty crazy, but the way in which we get there, uh, as someone who paints on the street and who spends a lot of time traveling the world in Aotearoa, you get this really personal relationship with spaces because you're standing on the road or at, you know, sitting on the ground most of the day. And so you get to experience space really differently to say a computer screen when you're designing something. And so uh, because we've painted murals that are, you know, quite large and quite high, uh, I guess there's a sense that you, you know what, um, what you want to experience emotionally and so when the when the idea was, you know, it's like, can we create something on this concrete wall? It's like you, you looked at the environment around it and you looked at the, you know, on the plans, it was planting and there's um, corded already about the laneways and, and Manafino had actually done all the hard work in producing that corridor. And so I just wanted to build uh, on top of that so it wasn't about bringing my ideas and you know, this is my artwork, but actually how do you weave what you're doing now into all of the mahi that's been done previously uh, in the Winyard Quarter area? Uh, and so, that yeah, that was the starting point, really. So sitting there, um, it's it's important for me to read all that that narrative in all of the pre-planning, which Mana Whenua had done uh, with Pānaku. Mm. And out of that came this idea that this natural laneway uh, and all these natural spaces were the right place to draw from. And so, uh, again, being a contemporary design sort of personality uh, that, you know, people would say, oh, you're a Māori artist, um, wouldn't you put a Māori pattern there? And sometimes I, I like to challenge the idea <laughs> that as Māori, you know, design is not just about a pattern, but the way in which you have a relationship with something and out of that, the design is developed. And so, you know, I felt like the this really large, concrete, heavy, um, robust sort of um, medium needed to have a natural connection again. And yeah, so... Should, should probably yeah, just take, take a minute to explain that the, uh, the, the canvas that we asked uh, Janine to work on was a, um, a wall of the 10 Madden building which uh, was around about 25 metres high by about 8 metres across clad in a precast concrete cladding panel uh, and so it was a really large scale uh, and a, you know, a medium in concrete that um, Janine I guess with your background you probably just wanted to um, paint paint a mural on it but we were asking you to uh to to come up with um to come up with a uh, a graphic or a art treatment really that could be cast into the concrete 
Yeah, definitely. It's um, it was really nice. Like it was a really nice follow on from our working on the Great Auckland building, where um, I had done some, you know, quite a bit of the the art integration into the structure, um, working in wood and all these other materials. Uh, that sort of really helped to, uh, I guess, uh, influence the way that I could see how to use concrete. Like you said, because you're used to working on top of the concrete, not mm. designing the concrete. Um, mm. And it was a really nice challenge because it's it's really hard to, you know, the difficult thing about not coming through a, an institutionalized form of learning, you know, there's no degree to tell anyone that you have experience in working on 20 meter high spaces but you do, you know, mm. and, and, and it's half the time it's trying to, I guess, build the trust in terms of, you know, like, I know it's really big, but we've been here before, um, <laughs> you know, and so that was, yeah, it was a great challenge. Um, but yeah, again, back to how I saw the space. Another challenge for me was while it, it couldn't be one big design, it could only be a maximum of two molds or two cast molds. Uh, you know, and the, either a repeated pattern or, you know, something. And so, again, I was like, how do you how do you keep pushing the idea that I'm Māori and it's contemporary uh, and I don't want to just put a pattern, not, not putting patterning down, but, you know, I wanted to tr- create patterning in a form where it still looked natural. So, mm. yeah, the idea of rata was born and... Rata, like the vine itself, is I think the scientific term is an epiphyte. Don't some scientists gonna quote me be like that's not actually how you say it? But <laughs> after researching and trying to find you know where I was going, it was this. Um, it wasn't really the structure of the plant that got me. It was the it was the way in which it grows, and so that that particular vine needs a host plant uh, to to grow itself and I saw that like a relationship between you know the ikipanaku and precinct and mana whenua that you know the essence of that partnership is what I wanted to capture and so rata really is although it's connected to the natural space it's actually about a relationship that's the the depth and the underlying layer of the leaf structure uh, you know that particular vine needs a host plant to grow and so I saw that you know the concrete and you know sitting as the building structure and that was this host plant and I guess the three-dimensionality of the concrete work would be like the rata work, the vine climbing and creeping up you know up the side of the building and you know it's sort of funny when you come to a meeting, poor Tom would probably be like, what are these leaves? <laughs> like, okay, I've got this idea to put like heaps of giant leaves up there. <laughs> it's like, um, but, you know, it was just, I think, you know, I just thank you, Tom and the team for journeying with me, which mm. really, which really, you know, sort of, I, I don't know what the word is but pushed into the idea that relationship again was at the key uh, you know the center of this and being out you know trying to understand technic- technical things like okay two molds what can you do with two molds okay we can rotate the two molds okay how do you how do you make you know the the leaf structure look not so symmetrical like a 
pattern that just repeats mm. itself and be limited within something. And I think you you know, you and the the team, Divya and everyone, the technicality of producing that is something there's no way I could have done that without without everyone. So it really is a you know, a team effort uh in yeah. getting there. Really, uh, but jump in, really, like jump really, in. Yeah, really got us thinking. You're just sort of reminding me um, <laughs> when, because uh, we had we had a couple of conversations, and you came back with uh, with this uh, the concept for the rata. And for those who haven't seen it, it's uh, it's not one to one scale. These uh, rata leaves are, are kind of blown up to an enormous an enormous scale, um, and uh, yeah, Divya and I, we, we sort of we sort of looked at it for a while, and then we thought about it for a while, uh, and we also considered, um, you know, the other work that we'd seen you seen you produce, which is these very uh, realistic versions of New Zealand native flora and fauna, but always uh, at a much much larger scale. So there's uh, there's actually a, a new work you've done close to. Um, Close to where we are now in the Winyak Quarter, which is of uh, some manus, some New Zealand native birds, uh, but yeah, super, super large scale. Uh, and it's that, it's that, it's that realism in that large scale. And so that was the kind of uh, that was kind of the challenge we took is that um, sometimes, uh, sometimes when we we get a if we get a pattern like that, we'd sort of think about how we might abstract it and try and kind of retain it, but what we could see in your work was actually it's the it's the uh, focus on the really accurate representation of, of those forms, but at a much larger scale. Uh, and so we, uh, we we realized there was a bit of a challenge there because it actually was beyond uh, my technical ability and Divya's technical ability. We have a, a, a guy here, Matt LeGrice, who's a master of digital design, and, and so we we realised that he was the he was the person who was going to solve the problem for us, and so we we gave him the challenge of make, making uh, making the three D model of the mould to as accurately as possible reflect those leaf forms and just sort of emerge from the concrete. Uh, one of the other things you'd spoken about quite a lot was the importance of how those leaves would capture capture shadow, mm. uh, and so that was uh, we were sort of thinking about that as well. We had. I think we had about 50 mil of concrete to play with, and so we were really trying to maximise the the shadow effect. But it was a um, it was yeah it was a, a bit of a head scratcher at first, but a wonderful <laughs> process for us to go through uh, because we really uh, and it was one of those ones where I think you know you just trust in the process and trust in the relationship. We had mm. no idea where we were going, but we knew that we were following a process that was correct. And and so we just, whilst we didn't know where we were going to get to, we knew that when we got there, that would be the right place to be because of the, the process we were going through. So yeah, we found it incredibly rewarding. I think that's um, that's that was sort of a big learning for us is that uh, how rewarding it can be for our creative process when we just let go a little. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so amazing to see because so often you know it's really hard to you know and you would see you know the the end product is hard to imagine and believe and it's actually the the process of design is the art as much as it is the end product um but that's quite hard to 
get used to, I think. Um, and, and I don't know if that's very common because there's always these really set outcomes and, you know, timeframes and budgets and, and, you know, you've got to be really technical about it, but yet you need, which I think is part of Māori design is you need the emotion and the relationship and, and the meeting of something to, to bring out what's, you know, what's coming, even though you can't see it sometimes, which is a little, uh, yeah, a little unnerving. Um, but it was great. Like I, I remember coming to one meeting and going, oh, how far out can, can the mold go? Like how much or how, how deep or how, you know, how much can we come out into the laneway and, you know, how much does that affect the weight of this? And, you know, I just, <laughs> I mean, obviously I'm, I don't understand the technicality of that, but to push something as far as we could, I thought, Oh, yeah. That was just yeah a really great outcome because the yeah. shadowing and um, I guess the experience does change with the day and and that's what I was hoping would be achieved because if it was you know a natural plant that would happen during the day you know the light would change and the structure would look different so I think it's yeah I really love seeing it in different uh, times of the day because it does look different <laughs> which yeah. is funny. Funny to say that about concrete. It was it was a it was a good one to challenge us on though, and we did um, yeah we 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 also brought our structural engineer um, yeah Lydia from Holmes into the process as well. Thanks, try, Lydia. Try and eke out every uh, every millimeter we could My. to uh, to get the, the better effect there. Um, I I wanted I've been wanting to ask you uh, for your um, I guess your take on on your work and, and uh, I've seen, I've seen a, a, I cycle past one of your, another of your works on my way into, into work actually, the, uh, the um, one on Ian McKinnon Drive. Is it Tikarana? Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. The giant, giant Tui work. The giant Tui, yeah. And so. <laughs> Someone the, called it Tui Zilla. Tui Zilla. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, thanks guys. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm just just interested in your take with these yeah, these giant um, giant birds and plants that are um, that you're that you're putting around the city. How do you think how do you think that's changing Tamaki Makoto? Wow, uh, yeah, it's it's a really interesting time. Uh, you know, I guess 25 years and for Charles 30 years into this sort of street art, uh, I guess career to think that there are now opportunities where you can affect the way the city changes and people like it mm -hmm. <laughs> or people may not like it, but they are part of it and are a bit more open to it being in the city because large scale murals and large scale artworks were something that we didn't see uh, early in our career. Mm -hmm. And so now there's this, I guess a, a little bit more of an understanding of that, oh, actually that could change the way you feel about the city, you know, art itself and on scale. And so to be able to, to do that in your own, um, or firstly, where you connect to for myself as mana whenua, but living in, in Tamaki my entire life, you know, we've spent so much time overseas or out of town painting works and creating artwork and seeing what that does to spaces. So to be able to do it here at home, uh, 
yeah, it's been a real privilege for us, which which we don't take lightly. And it does, uh, we know for ourselves how quickly art or design changes the space, and I think everyone does. Mm-hmm. And there's a real responsibility, I think, or something that we've always kept as, I, I suppose, a value in, in our process is remembering who is left with the art when you're gone. And sometimes as an artist, uh, you know, you paint artwork or you create things with yourself in mind. Like it's, you know, this is what I want to paint and, you know, everyone else is just going to experience it and whatever, you know, too bad if they hate it. Whereas for us, it's quite important to make sure that that artwork has some connection to the space that it's sitting in, whether it's, uh, and and usually 99% of the time we aim to, engage with mana whenua or engage with those who uh, are kaitiaki or are connected to that space to produce something that makes sense to be there. So, for for example, te karanga, uh, you know, speaks and connects to karanga hape or the, the mm. call of hape and, and all that kōrero. And so, you know, painting this giant um, tui, uh, and tuis and birds do feature a lot in our, in our mahi, but again, that's just a contemporary visual language of, saying uh, we are connected as Māori to this land and we use these giant oversized uh, examples everything to remind everyone that before we were all here they were here you know Mm. these these manu these trees these these things within our environment and for an urban Māori or someone who's growing up in the city it's really hard to connect to those physical natural spaces sometimes and so we sort of in a creative way go hey don't forget about these guys <laughs> you know it's like we're going to paint some giant manu in the middle of the city uh as a reminder of the beauty that was here before and and it's been really nice to hear comments where people have gone oh i forgot that you know that that bird was here or well that made me want to go and find out a bit more about the birds or or the plants that you've used and Mm. for us that's um I guess the the beauty of the artwork and so yeah uh, painting large scale we forget sometimes that it is large because we're so used to (laughs) and then someone goes why why did you paint a tuizilla it's so big it was like oh yeah sorry it's like I forgot. That's right. We used to scale. <laughs> like, whoopsie. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting to see that the city's changing, you know, and developers and designers and architects and everyone is becoming, a, I think, a little more aware that um, good design sometimes isn't enough. I think, um, you know, inclusive design that is the niche thing that we have mm. here in Aotearoa, which we've experienced by, you know, in our travel and our projects overseas, that is, it is so lacking uh, internationally where, you know, people just have no idea about what's going on mm. and the cultures and the space before the city was there or before something. So, yeah, I mean, that's a long-winded answer, but <laughs> it's a privilege and it's um, exciting to see. I mean, there's plenty of other artists doing it too, but hmm. yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, sure yeah, so I think, you know, it's a, a, for me in terms of, you know, being involved in something and producing a work like Rata, 
uh, and all these other large-scale works, you know, you hope that it sparks um, an interest in, you know, not just developing things because they're great designs, but because there's a there's a deeper point to it, if that makes sense. You know, yep. there's a, a deeper narrative or a connection. Hmm. Um, yeah, which is what we hope to get out of what we do. Somehow. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know. It, maybe it freaks some people out and maybe people like it. Yeah. But a both. I think, um, yeah, one of the things, one of the things that sort of strikes me about your work as well is that um, it's, it's so reliant on the urban context. Um, you know, if you, you, that it's, uh, because of the because of the scale, if you were to do it out in a natural environment, it wouldn't um, uh, it probably wouldn't make sense. But in the in the scale of an urban environment where uh, you got these very tall buildings all around, uh, it it is it does really sort of challenge that scale and uh, and in a really strong way connect connect people to the to the ecology of this place, like you say, the, historically. Well, yeah, yeah. It's funny because we sort of look at a city like a giant canvas opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like you. Re we literally drive around and stare at buildings, going, "Hmm, wonder what we could do on that." You know, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, and and it's funny, like you, like you said, like the context of something, like it in an urban large city environment and, and that's probably why we're so used to it is it feels and makes sense on scale because the city's so visually noisy um that you're trying to get everyone to remember and so the scale seems to just go up and up and up and you know louder and brighter um but you know in terms of working with concrete you know obviously that's just tonal but Again, just using the scale to be like, oh, mm. here it is. Don't forget, mm. you know, about this natural space before this was here. Um, yeah, but we've, it's funny, like you, in the middle of, you know, we painted something like in Rayatia in French Polynesia. And, you know, there's a two-story building on a tiny island in the middle of nowhere that has a giant mural on it. You know, so it's such a funny world to be part of when you you have these natural beautiful spaces and yet they're still you know open to the idea that art could come in and mm. you know push the conversation a bit more and remind people about you know the space yeah 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 oh kia um is there is there anything you want to say well, i think we're probably about to wrap up, but is there anything, any final comments you wanted to add, Janine? I think the only the only other thing I wanted to say was um, what a uh, what an incredible growth experience it was for me working with you on this project, I, and I think uh, it was one where that idea of fucker for no tanga really resonated for me. It was um, yeah, I think the, for me the work was better because because we we did it together and it was that letting go that I talked about earlier which uh, as a 
as a creative, I think it's really such an important part of the process. Yeah. Oh, kia ora. Thanks, Tom. No, it, it really has been a privilege. And, you know, I just, I say that word privilege because sometimes, uh, you know, I mean, there's a few things. Being someone from a, a urban street design background or someone um, that hasn't come up through, you know, traditional learning forms and being Māori in the way in which I, you know, communicate that visually, sometimes it is quite hard to come across, you know, teams and people who are open to that process. So mm. I just, you know, I told to that corridor about it being about tanga and relationship building because that, I think that is the future of design. You know, I think, you know, so for so long design has been this, you know, technical process and pretty out or beautiful design outcomes. But there's this depth, I think, in design that people are really interested in or going towards. And I think in here in Aotearoa, particularly, you know, having this relationship with, um, uh, you know, design and Māori and, and Pākehā and even, you know, that whole relationship building, there's a real beautiful opportunity to lead, uh, I think, globally, hmm. in my opinion, <laughs> uh, yeah, what design looks like and how how you can draw from those, you know, technical learning platforms, draw from Indigenous perspectives uh, all with a future in mind, you know, a future, you know, cities that aren't just pretty, but they, they're spaces where people feel connected to, whether it's the building because it, because the building has something to say culturally or because the people who have been part of that, who are, you know, maybe from different nationalities around the world have decided to come and go on the journey of relationship. And you see the beauty of that at the end. So, you know, I just thank everyone and, um, you know, precinct pro properties and all, you know, all the different things, the Panuku, the Kwatiaki Forum, because without those opportunities, we're just going to have nice buildings <laughs> in, a, in a nice sense. You know, they're nice buildings and they're beautiful, but I think we're on the journey and, yeah, you're leading the way, which is really great. So thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks for trusting my crazy ideas. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what's next? Mm, don't get me started. <laughs> it's like, it's like the world's best uh, experience. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but no, I look forward to look forward to the next project. Um, yeah, even yeah. crazy, even crazier next time. Oh man. Don't don't make don't give me permission. It'll be like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Watch the space. Let's just say that then. Watch awesome. the space. Yeah. Um, hey, thank you, thank you so much for um, being part of this, and for uh, yeah for agreeing to come on and and share uh, sh share your thoughts on your work and the ideas that um, that uh, underpinned it coming into the world um and i've just got to wrap up there really so um to our audience thank you for listening to the designers institute of new zealand podcast and keep an eye out for the next episode we'd love for you to share on facebook twitter instagram where you can tag the designers institute of new zealand 
And if you're feeling really generous, you can give us a rating on iTunes. Nice. Uh, and yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it there. Thanks, Janine. Awesome. Kia ora, Tom. Thanks, Kia ora. everyone, for listening. Ka kite. Ka kite.